0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8-Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each week we will bring you our takes on all the news you need to know about. No subject is off limits and no take is too hot. I am your host, my name is Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, finally, yeah sorry about that, the Kiwi Karate Kid, my dear friend, Thomas Marshall.
1: I, I, I quite like the Kiwi Karate Kid, I can live with that.
0: Yeah. It's God, and I I appreciate all of the
1: kind the kind words that uh, uh, well you two episodes ago, and then Brando and you gave me uh, in in the previous episode.
0: So yeah, no promises, but I hope to live up to uh, the hype. to that hype. We have hyped you up for three weeks or two <laughs> weeks, really. Shit. Um, <laughs> so I think if you don't bring it, there's look, there's going to have to be like. The, there's going to be issues. Yeah, I, no,
1: mean, I mean, my takes aren't going to be quite as hot as NATO's, but as you, as you aptly pointed out, I will consider all of
0: the things that I say before I say them. So that's why I think you're really good for this show is because you are so, um, what's the term I used last week? You're very contemplative mm. and, and you're very well thought out in your opinions. Mm. You don't just like, you're not just one of those people that's just like, blur words, there's always substance behind what you have to say and you you do it must have been a nightmare for Jono to edit the putting in work that you may or may not have been on because you you, the putting in work that Santa was on The Santa was on Mm. because um, you do this thing and it's not a bad thing but you do this thing where you you pause oftentimes if you're not prepared for a question or something rather than just speaking you actually pause to think about your answer Mm. you stop and you go and you always look up to like there and sorry for our audio oh, all just sorry for our audio <laughs> listeners which is 100% of our listeners but tom will like stop and look up to like his right and and have a think about what he's going to say and which is good because it it means he's he's i kind of start up. looking looking up to the right
1: and i slowly move sort of down and it it sort of arcs down and then when i'm i'm kind of at from forty-five degrees up to forty-five yep. degrees down, I'm roughly ready to say what I've sort of considered through that arc of my of
0: my thought process. Also, um, uh, description for our audio listeners: Tom just did the best. I'm a little teapot with his hand <laughs> describing that from, movement from, from, <laughs> from forty-five up to forty-five down. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so imagine Jono editing that episode because he he's very he he's very. Uh, meticulous with his mm. editing of putting in work. And so he cuts out pauses, he cuts out ums, he cuts out breathing. And so you stopping to think about what you have to say must have been almost every time he trying to speak. The, the thing with that one, though, I... Well, Santa was given
1: a reasonable amount of questions in advance. Mm, and so bad. I was able mm. to kind of prep Santa for what did Santa think about that. Mm. And then I... So, so what usually happens is... I'm asked a question, well, Thomas is asked a question, and then there's a gut kind of response. And then I go, is that how I actually feel? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of justify my way through why I feel that, and then I'll sort of speak it and Mm -hmm. and have something of a considered response. Mm -hmm. And I know Mm -hmm. that Santa feels exactly the same way. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Santa managed to get the gut response and consideration out before he actually spoke to Jono. So, I, ah, I, I I hope that Jono didn't have too bad a time editing that. But no, I'm sure I'm, it was fine.
0: Yeah. I guess for reference, if you weren't aware, uh, our boy Jono Peck does a fantastic show called Putting in Work. Um, it's a marvelous interview show, and he interviewed Santa Claus for his Christmas episode. Mm. And, uh, and Thomas Thomas. Thomas um, facilitated that conversation. Facilitated. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, but no, it's great to have you here, yeah. mate. It is. I'm, I'm very much well, been looking forward to this. Um, as have I. Thank you. No, that's fine. We had to bump you last week because we had some pertinent Australian news and then mm. we ended up talking about international things for most of the show. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, I. Well, actually, I, I was listening to it and mm. um,
1: I didn't watch a Super Bowl either. So mm. when it was this Australian... Filing cabinet that had classified documents and then Super Bowl commercials. I was like, well, kind of lucky that I wasn't on that because mm. I'd have had nothing to say
0: yeah. uh, about <laughs> most of that. So, uh, very good. well, I didn't. I didn't see any of the commercials live either because um, I listened to the the. I listened to oh. the uh, um the uh, Super Bowl rather than actually watching it. Mm. But I, I went back and watched them all because I, like I said last week, I underestimated how many there actually are. Um, but we made it through mm. the seventy odd whatever they were. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to move on with the show, and no, uh, no jingle, no uh, preamble for our um, our first discussion. And it's um, it's a it's a it's a really shitty thing that we've got to talk about. And I sort of foreshadowed this, I guess, in our first episode with Jono, where we where I sort of made mention that. You know, obviously, we want this to be an upbeat show. We want to talk about, um, you know, important topics and things that are going on, but we also want to have fun with it. But every now and then, we're going to have to talk about terrible things that happen in the world, and um, and it, it breaks my heart that you know we're only four episodes into this show. We haven't. We've only we only made it three episodes before we had to talk about a, a mass shooting uh, in America. So um, obviously. If, by the time you're listening to this, um, we need to obviously make note as well that uh, we are recording this episode on the f- uh, 15th of February Australian time, which is Thursday. Um, it happened today, our time, mm. which was Wednesday afternoon, um, Florida time, the mass shooting in in, um, in uh, Parkland, I think it's called, um, Florida. Um, just a, a horrible thing that's happened. Um, so... This is still very fresh, still very raw. There's still a lot of um, information and facts to come out, but there's enough sort of out there in the ether that we can discuss and and, uh, and we probably should. Um, again, I'm not happy that we have to... I wish we didn't have to talk about these things, mm. but there's obviously a lot to unpack. So um, just, just briefly before we sort of, I guess, jump into it, you know, how this sort of makes us feel, which is, I mean... I don't know anyone who would have any different feeling to how we probably both feel about it. Um, we haven't spoken about it yet. We just sort of wanted to come in and, and sort of offer our opinions fresh. But um, uh, this morning, uh, or, or it was, you know, Wednesday afternoon, uh, Florida time at uh, M- Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Um, 19-year-old former student, Nicholas de Jesus Cruz, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, Cunt walked onto the can- is how
1: we'll refer to him. From yeah, here and out. yeah,
0: that's that's fair. Um, he walked onto campus armed with an assault rifle, uh, wearing a gas mask. Um, you know, had several magazines of ammunition on him. Basically, walked into the school um, while class was in session, set off a fire alarm, and mm. as students and teachers uh, evacuated the classrooms, basically began to open fire. Um, smoke as,
1: grenades, as
0: yeah, yeah, smoke grenades as well. Um, as of 8pm uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time on 15th of February, there is currently 17 uh, confirmed casualties, uh, over 50 people injured. Um, officials say that the number is likely to rise, the, um, the casualties. He, uh, he was apprehended and taken into custody without incident, is the, the official statement. I'm not really sure what out without incident means. I guess that means that he, he didn't try and fight the police officers or anything, but sounds like there was quite a big incident. Uh, This is the ninth deadliest mass shooting in American history. And um, the thing that sort of stood out to me the most this morning is that this is the 18th shooting in a school this year. We are a month and 15 days into 2018. And there have been 18 shootings in schools in America this year. That is... I mean, I, I am so proud and there's a lot of things that our country does wrong and handles wrong and and for all of our shortcomings, I am so fucking proud of the way that we have been since we had something like this happen in Port Arthur in Tasmania and we said, that's it, no more. And we, we made a stance and we said no more we're not this is not going to happen again no more guns that's it sorry non-negotiable and i get that and this is obviously you know you can't have a discussion about something like this without having to talk about the gun issue Hmm. this has gone beyond um a joke you know and I get that Australia and America are completely different countries. I get that they have 350 million people and we have 25. Um, I get that, you know, there's more guns per person in America and and it's impossible to take all the guns and, and all that. And, and I get those arguments. But what I can't cop is, you know, they're like... Oh. When people give me the argument that, oh, you can't take all the guns, there's too many, it's not going to happen, it's our right to have guns, you know, like, no bueno, not, not happening, you're not taking any, it's not, it's not, you're not taking our guns, you know, find a different solution. Do something. Don't do nothing, because nothing is happening. There's no reforms, there's no effort to make change, and this keeps happening. Mm. and it will continue to happen and this this kid was identified as a threat like this is not like a you know a this is a guy who was allegedly expelled from the school um, according to you know current reports this is a guy whose social media feeds are blatantly and filled with um, aggressive posts with threatening posts with weapons with animal mutilation this is a guy who clearly has some kind of psychotic nature and aggressive nature who wanted to inflict pain and he's made a calculated move to walk onto the school and and uh, you know he called on his uh, instagram feed he referred to himself as the annihilator and he's murdered these people and he's been able to easily access weapons Like this to create mass carnage And that is I just don't understand it It just doesn't make any sense Anymore, like it doesn't make sense It hasn't made sense for a long time, but I just don't Do something Just don't do nothing, like stop Okay, we're not going to take all the guns Yeah, it's your your rights, great But do something, something Needs to happen
1: Yeah, and I I Agree wholeheartedly And you you said relatively early on, Jack, that it's that Australia took the guns um after Port Arthur. Non-negotiable we're taking the guns. Mm. It's not strictly true. It, it's, it's not a non-negotiable taking the guns. People have guns oh, in Australia. It was, yeah, it was an, people, it. Was an amnesty. People have like guns. People had to hand them
0: in. Yeah. People we have guns
1: go. with a with a, with with reasonable exceptions. Yeah, and absolutely. reasonable reasonable laws and things like that. And yep. and the the just the well, I I would say caliber, and not for the intent of a pun, but like yep. the the amount of weapons, the the quantity, the the um the power. Mm. of weapons that are just freely available um, is just fucking ridiculous and it's now we're at the point if everybody talks after these sorts of events that um, oh it's it's a mental health issue it's a mental health issue is a big thing and sure he probably has mental health issues but people in New Zealand have mental health issues people Mm. in Australia have mental health issues and people around the world have mental health issues and it's 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 not the exception for people yeah. in america to have a mental health issue and go and shoot up someone that did them harm by any by any respect it's becoming the rule it's it's and i i, I don't want to say that everybody who has a mental health issue grabs a gun and goes and shoots people but Considerably more people that have mental health issues grab a gun and go and shoot people in America than they do anywhere else in the world. To the point mm. where I feel pretty comfortable saying it is the rule as opposed to the exception that, that these kinds of events happen, and it's it, it's it's abhorrent and it's upsetting. Like I I remember um, the end of last year, you you touched on the um, the Las Vegas shooting. Mm. I remember reading about that and, and almost feeling physically ill and, and getting upset, and I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't, I don't mm. know what's going on. I've never been to L.A. Um, I barely know. I don't know anyone that lives in L.A., and I barely know people that have gone there Las apart Vegas. from uh, – sorry, Vegas. Sorry, Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I, I barely know people that have gone there. Um, but you still feel terrible. Hmm. For the situation that's happening, and I'm, I'm sure people could, like I, I don't often feel that way when you read the news, um, mostly because it's lower down our news feeds, um, but read the news that terrorist attacks are happening in the Middle East because. Yeah, they literally, the, the media out here, they don't put it as high on the list. You don't read it. No. It's just one article and that's all you get. You don't get the breaking news cycle. You don't get mm. the half-hourly updates that these things have happened. But these things still do happen and these things are still... It's it's wrong. It's, and it's wrong that I can think of shootings in America happening um, and, and so many people being killed and think of them in the same breath for want of a a better word as car bombings in Kabul for example Mm. or or things happening in Iraq and Iran and and that they are more or less on par as humanitarian crises Mm. more or less yeah yeah
0: that's a yeah that's a good point like it and you're right about the whole, um, you know, you don't sort of react to those things because they. It's all. I made a mention in, um, I believe it might have been a, it the first episode of the show about how um, they. It, it, it came. It came like it was. You know, I was listening to the radio and it was. You know this happened in sport, and you know this happened in Parliament, and and it, you know and they the reporter breezed through, and there was a uh, suicide bombing in uh, Syria that killed twenty five mm. people, and uh, in sport yeah. uh, and just went straight over it, and and that made me feel ill. Mm. Um, but th- just this, th- it just happens all too, often. and it's getting and it, like is it, you know it it we're not as desensitised to it to it not affecting us as we are to, you know, the stuff that happens in the Middle East because we've been conditioned as a society mm. to not care about these people yep. because the media and entertainment and these things have painted the people in the Middle East as terrorists they, and, you know, they're the baddies and this kind of thing and they, we've been conditioned to, you know, to, to subconsciously think that way when we hear these stories. They're just other people.
1: They're, yeah. they're, they're not us. And Americans are part of Western culture. They are part of us. We watch their movies and listen to their music in a way that we don't watch the movies and listen to the music of people of the Middle East. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of... It's an implicit us and them divide where you don't feel necessarily the same unless you take a step back and, and look at it objectively of... These are innocent people that are dying. Mm. Yeah, for no purpose, and to it. The, the the thing, as I think about it more, in America, it is more avoidable. Yeah. Than oh. than a than a, a suicide bombing somewhere in the Middle East, a, a car bomb or something like that. That's. I I don't want to say it's justified, but there are other. Socio-political issues happening in the Middle East that um, Mm. I
0: don't know enough to to speak about, but there's a perpetual state of war, and and there's all those kinds of things. We're like the America is not at war; like there's not gunfighting and missiles blowing up in the streets. Like these are singular people who are purchasing or coming into possession of firearms that were purchased legally that you can walk into and I'm sure more information will come out about this but you know the the guy who shot up Las Vegas bought all of those guns legally he was able to go in and purchase enough weapons and ammunition to arm a small army hmm. you know he could have taken he could have taken a you know a somalian village with that <laughs> yeah. with that arsenal he could have brought along five friends yeah yeah what what is the justification? Okay, Second Amendment, all of that aside, um, My- the right to bear arms, whatever. What is the justification for needing an assault rifle? Like we, like you said, in Australia, people still do have guns, but you need to have n- one. No criminal record. You need to go under extensive background checks. You need to have a license. So you, you, you want to drive a car? You need a license. You want to have a gun? You need a license. You need to own a official sanctioned gun safe, then your guns have to be locked in that safe unless you are taking them out. And you can only own guns. If you can prove that you're using them for hunting, for culling animals or anything like that. You can't mm. just own a gun because you like guns.
1: Hmm. I, the, the, the thing that has recently, um, irked me, I guess about the second amendment stuff. Um, I, I tried over the course of today to find out what podcast it was I was listening to. Um, but there was, it, it, it might actually have been a, um, a radio labs more perfect that talks about um, cases that go before the Supreme court in the United States. And um, the sort of the second amendment issue of uh, a, sort of the right to bare arms essentially I forget what the exact words are um, and is arms, yeah. is something that's only been evident or been as evident um since the nra started lobbying in like political lobbying in 1975 hmm. and it it feels to people like you and i i think jack and probably people of our age and obviously sort of 10, even 20, 25 years older than us that it's always been it's always been a thing. It's been a, it's mm. been a persistent thing that since the Second Amendment was written um, that people have been allowed to keep and bare arms or, or hold and bare arms, whatever it is. Um, but but that hasn't, hasn't been a thing where people felt like it was their right and they needed to Mm. have a supply of weapons and ammunition in their houses essentially since the 1970s since the nra um that there was there was a a a conscious decision um at a, a annual general meeting of theirs or something to that effect.
0: And I apologize for what I get wrong out of this, but it's what I remember. There was a conscious, there was a, uh, just to make, if, if we are, if if anyone wants to correct us on any facts or anything, obviously this is a very raw issue and it's an emotionally, emotionally charged discussion. Mm. Um, You can email us. Hello at, 8bit.net if you want to um, correct us on anything. Yeah,
1: and I'd love to re-remembered what podcast I listened to because I would quite like to listen to it again. But they were essentially talking about one particular AGM. I think it was the mid-1970s where um, there's a group of NRA enthusiasts who were just people that had rifles for hunting and Mm. going out and having a good time with their friends, and that was it. And there, was, there was a particular point in time, uh, a particular year, where it turned from um, mates getting together, essentially, to we must lobby the government to make sure that every single person in this country can bear arms, as is our Second Amendment right. And that Second Amendment right was sort of bestowed on people in the 1700s, when mm. there was serious concern, um, at rightly or wrongly, I don't know, I wasn't there, but mm. serious concern that uh, sort of a an occupying force could come into America and yeah. take over the country.
0: Yeah. And that
1: think- uh, th- 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 could legitimately do that with their army. And mm. America, being a, a young nation, needed... Uh, an empowered population to be able protect to themselves. protect themselves, and yep. that is objectively that is no longer the case no there is there is absolutely no need, despite all the rapists and the drug dealers coming up from Mexico, as some people will have you mm. believe um yeah. they are they aren't baddies they certainly aren't all baddies and I arguably uh, essentially none of them are baddies mm. um like it it just it just doesn't happen we're, we're not at a point in time um where a government is in the western world the position to take over um in, into into some form of dictatorship and almost ironically as I'm saying this it feels like the one person who's rallying the people to make sure they've got their guns and make sure Mm. they're being as racist as possible is the person who who has the capacity to take that kind of power and is is mobilizing everybody in the country to look outwards and Mm. blame other citizens as opposed to blaming the power structure and and bl- blaming the government and the organization which is what the second amend a uh, second amendment was there to protect mm. the fact that some body couldn't make that happen and if i wasn't explicit enough donald trump is more or less in the position where he's got people divided sufficiently to mm. to to, like he's he's not a he's probably not smart enough b he's too old to Mm -hmm. go for a third term as president um but had he gone into office earlier maybe he would maybe he wouldn't but could potentially have the support to run for and claim a third term a third term in office and Mm. that is the sort of shit where one man takes power of the government and starts to oppress the people that the second amendment was was there to protect from Mm. and not some guy that wears a turban or is his wife or somebody completely different because i don't understand the culture entirely that wears a hijab Mm. down the road um or it certainly wasn't to. It certainly wasn't to get your own back from a teacher or a principal that yeah, met, that expelled that you, you or some kid yeah. that bullied you at school. That is exactly that is not what Second Amendment rights are
0: intended to protect. Hmm. But you make a great point in that even that, even in that you know what the amendment was there for originally was in a time when they had muskets Mm -hmm. when it took four to five minutes to load a gun and shoot at someone where it was bayonets and swords and muskets and, you know, flint pistols Mm. and not semi-automatic machine. And this is the thing it's to protect them against a tyrannical government. So even like their own government, uh, if the U S government wants to take over the United States, your AR 15 is not going to save you. I'll give you the hot tip like do you know what i mean like mm. even any, any argument that comes out about why uh, as a logical uh, and all it is is stubbornness mm. it's not about a tyrannical government taking over it's not about protecting my house from the burglars you know what? get a fucking baseball bat if you want to protect your house from the burglars do you know what i mean or let them burgle you I'm sure, if you got home insurance if you don't have home insurance well fuck that's your problem but mm. owning a owning an a firearm to for the purpose of killing another human being, and that's effectively why people in America, when they use this argument, own guns. In my eye, in my eyes, the only reason, only people that should have guns are police officers, um, people in the armed service, or hunters who hunt for like a living, like it's their, it's their like livelihood, or you know they kill. Pests and things, they go and shoot rabbits, hmm. or in, in our case, kangaroos, and, and they they help cull species that are destroying wildlife and that kind of thing. Or if you're a fucking clay shooter. They're literally the only reasons you need to own a gun. For, for sport, yeah. For sport, yeah. If you own a gun to protect your house, you are owning a weapon to potentially kill someone. Like, you want to kill someone. Yeah. You you, I need you, to, like... you expect one day that
1: you will have to shoot and kill somebody because he is in your house or she is in your
0: house, and that
1: is f- fucking ridiculous.
0: What kind of world do you have to live in that that is your mindset? And 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 obviously we're we're speaking from a, I guess a position of somewhat ignorance because we don't live in America. We aren't Americans. We're Australian and New Zealand. We we do, but we're we don't also even human we don't even
1: live in the rough parts of town in our no. in, in in our exactly. respective worlds we're we're exactly. like well off enough white dudes yep but 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 so are some of the people that get guns and shoot
0: the the las vegas crowds. shooter was a very wealthy white man mm. like he wasn't you know in no no history with the police nothing like that no mental illness It was just a obviously had mental illness in some way, shape or form, but was un- was not known to police or anything like that. Um, it just, it, it frustrates me to the point of like sadness. Like it just makes me sad. Mm. It makes me, it, it, the fact that nothing changed after Sandy Hook, it like, it just makes me, and as a father, like I get like, I'll tell you this, like today I'm like in the office Sal, my partner gives me a phone call oh uh, william's hurt his foot at childcare. they don't know what he's just all of a sudden he has this he's got like a limp he his foot sore and i'm like fucking out the door gotta go pick him up like i'm like oh my god i'm so you know I, once i've become a father i'm like i just mm. everything just makes i said it last week we're talking about super bowl ads I'm like everything makes me cry i was like today i'm just this is heart-wrenching like this mm. is like, these parents send their children to school to go and learn, and they have to, like, hear that their, their child may or may not have been slaughtered like an animal. Like, how is how is this a world that people are okay to live in? Mm. And not by not doing... And I don't care what your excuse is. If you, you feel like there's nothing needs to be changed, that the gun laws are okay, that it's your right, or whatever thing you need to come up with... This is the problem. You're okay with living in a world where this is something that happens on the regular. 18 school shootings this year. 291 since 2013 shootings in schools in America. 291 since 2013. 18 this year. There's nearly one every second day.
1: Dude, we're d- really going like 2.55 days. I I did the math as you yeah. announced it at the top of the show. Like. It's actually ridiculous. not even every three days. It's bizarre. And somebody bizarre. somebody in a school is getting shot. It, like, it's like I'm I'm at the point I and I, I was trying to think about it over the course of today, what the kind of phrase is where people say something to the effect that a measure of your own intelligence is how you treat other people or, or people like that that don't do as well as you or whatever, but I am I am genuinely at the point where I can't fathom the stupidity of people that defend these laws, and they could be some of the brightest minds in America or the world. They could equally be some of the the simplest. Um, i i farm my section of land because my dad and my granddad and my great granddad did and this is what I'm going to do and it's what my son's going to do I I just can't fathom sort of that baseline inherent level of stupidity where they can't they can't see the other side of the argument because I, Mm. I, I like to think that I can see their side of the argument and I can objectively, because I'm not an American, I don't own guns or anything like that, I like to think I can objectively see from both sides what guns mean in the positive to a, a person and their livelihood and, and what they they need. And I like to think that I can see that in the negative just as well. Um, mm. and, and how you do the... The fucking mental arithmetic, gymnastics to make it where it makes sense to have those guns in your house for the amount of people that are lost is is unfathomable. And the disappointing thing I think I have heard before is that um, you it it takes being a victim either. Obviously, having being shot and killed, shot and injured, or having a close family member or friend being shot and killed for people to consider changing their minds. It doesn't even guarantee that they will change their minds on these things, but to have your son shot at school, uh, for example, for you to then consider thinking that some kind of regulation on guns makes sense. I just don't get it. I, mm. I I don't. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, and
0: I, like, I agree whole wholeheartedly. Claire
1: Claire's dad has guns. He's got guns at the farm. He like he opens up the kitchen window over the kitchen sink and points a rifle out and shoots at rabbits in the paddock because the rabbits are a pain in the balls. And then he kills the rabbits the dogs go and collect the rabbits he goes and locks the gun back up in the cupboard and mm. nobody else knows where the key is like I'm I'm positive that Claire's mum doesn't even know where the key is for the, the rifle cupboard because mm. they are a tool for a specific purpose they are not something to have lying around um, for your amusement or for just the fuck of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If, if you If you think that the only person that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, then there's something inherently wrong in the system that you are a, a part of. That you think either yourself being the good guy with a gun who is prepared to kill somebody is a good mm. thing, or even the police needing to have guns because of bad guys with guns is a good thing. Mm. There are there is plenty of countries the world over where this is not an issue. Yeah, and a select number of police officers have guns and they more or less have to report over the radio when they take the gun out of their boot of their car mm. for a particular reason like i i think in australia it's slightly different i think maybe yeah. australian police have handguns on them yeah they carry they, they, handguns they, they, on they their carry person, yeah. handguns at all times police yep. in new zealand don't carry handguns at all times hmm. There, there are, there are certain ones that do and there are certain ones that yeah they've got the They've got them in their cars, and mm. um, for for particular points of crises, I guess. And,
0: and and when was the last time there was a mass shooting in New Zealand? I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. I, uh, I, I I I genuinely
1: yeah. don't know. I'm I'm sure there've been cases where a couple of people have been shot, but the most you hear about is that the the last. The last case of somebody dying from being shot that I remember in this country and speci- specifically that wasn't police having shot somebody because i I think that might likely to have happened um, must be five, six potentially even 8 years ago while i was still at mm-hmm. uni there was uh, there was a case where um there was some people out hunting um didn't know that there was also a group of people relatively near them um that were out just camping out tenting and um the woman was out like brushing her teeth in the the stream or something like that oh, no way. Um, and and ended up getting shot and killed by a hunter who in the in in something. the dark couldn't see properly, mm. but saw sufficient movement in the scope. thought it was, thought she was a deer, killed. Yeah, um, accident, a, like complete accident, um, yeah. al- like, we, al- almost
0: avoidable, not entirely avoidable, but still like yeah. He didn't go out there and be like I'm gonna fucking kill her. It was no. like that looks like a deer. I'm gonna kill that so I can eat it or mount it or whatever the fuck people do that kill deer. Mm. Um, we and you know. We have shootings here in Australia. We have, you know, people get shot, I don't want to say often, but I there's probably once a week, once every couple of weeks, is a news story, man shot, you know, once a month maybe. like It, it happens enough that I'm like, geez, that's alarming as fuck when it happens. But not alarming, not often enough that, like, it's a... Like, we haven't had a mass shooting since Port Arthur. to to put it that way. And when it happens, when someone gets shot in Australia, I'm like, holy fuck, that's messed up. Like, someone got shot Mm. in... in, Like, someone got shot and killed up the road from my house. uh, Last year, mid-last year, guy got shot and killed. Complete mistake. So, they were apparently trying to kill someone else. Still, I was like, that is fucked up Mm. that that happened. But, like, this is, like, becoming... When it happens in the States, it's almost becoming clockwork mm. and i and i'm terrified of the day when it happens and i go oh fuck another one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i guess so because yeah, you know what i mean be-
1: because they have to get worse and worse they like and the disappointing or sickening or depressing thing is this isn't as bad as sandy hook no and this isn't as bad as las vegas and <laughs> You be, you become conditioned or people become conditioned to go put that in the list of where it was and oh well yeah. it's it's not really that bad. Um it, yeah. it sucks oh, obviously but it's it's only ninth. So it was mm. people that I didn't know and the country is all the better for the fact of good guys have got all these guns. Um
0: yeah i love I the know. argument when people say things like um oh you know if the teacher had a gun it wouldn't have, it wouldn't happen i'm just like horse shit he uh,
1: would have been shot first yeah horse um
0: shit. you before we before we move on um you 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 use the term that i think sums this up perfectly for me and that is unfathomable mm. um absolutely unfathomable but um yeah i mean i guess thoughts and prayers if that's what you do, go out to um, the families of, and friends of those affected by this. It's, um, you know, it's absolutely horrible. Mm. And, um yeah, it's just, I mean, what more can we say? I, yeah, <sighs> I'm like, I, I Googled, there's a Wikipedia
1: page that is list of massacres in New Zealand. And the last one was two deaths in 2014. Hmm. and I, I distinctly remember that happening. it was a work at an income place before then thirteen years earlier yeah in, in a there place you. in auckland where where three people died and then the one before that was nineteen ninety seven where six hmm. six people got got shot with a shotgun and i I don't remember that so there there are two inside my sort of living memory cognitive um, in, yeah, in in right, yeah. in in my life in this country, that have happened, and I, 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 in part remember both of those as, yeah, mm. mass shootings. But yeah. yeah, you can. There's, there's probably the ability to start naming them and and just start from the top, and you'd fill your yeah. hands before you get to the end. Of, before you get to the end yeah. of January of this year, like, yeah, exactly. And what's um, what's old Ginger and Chief gonna say about it? No, Fuck all. Yeah,
0: that's it. Um, Tom, mm. ton, do, you, do you want doing tonal shift. Should we shift the tone a little bit? I'm I'm open to that. <laughs>
1: you, we've deserved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think we deserve to have yeah a tone tonal shift. In perhaps the biggest flip-flop since Lando turned on Han, and then subsequently turned on the Empire, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has invited South Korean President Moon Jae-in to Pyongyang. The handwritten invite was delivered to Mr Moon by Kim's sister Kim Yo-jong, who attended the Winter Olympics in the South. It is the first time the nations will have come together in more than a decade. Amid the simmering nuclear tension between the North, Seoul, and the US, this comes at perhaps an ideal time for the world, so we can all take a breath. But what is the motive behind Kim wanting to open talks with the South? No doubt the US won't be easily persuaded to chit-chat with Pyongyang after recent times, and the US certainly don't seem to be falling for the so-called charm offensive. Is this a sign of desperation by the North? Are the sanctions and stranglehold the US have placed on the rogue nation finally taking its toll? Or is there a more sinister motive at play here? Thomas, what say you? I'm going to be
1: strangely, painfully, like brutally honest. Mm. I, when I first read this stuff, the cynic in me went, holy shit, he's going to do something at the Olympics. Mm. Like... I like the, the the north and south think, teams joining together. I'll yeah, send the hockey team, yep. I'll send yep. fucking Assassins. eight eight people in the hockey team and mm. my sister, and then I'm gonna nuke the stadium or something like that. Like I yeah. I don't know if there's they I I don't know if they have the technology or I'm almost certain that South Korea have got anti missile defense stuff to to. Mm. Um, counteract that, but yeah, the state of the world. I was a bit like, I don't. <laughs> Anything could happen. I don't trust this. And yeah. and he has done. Kim Jong Un has done nothing to deserve any trust from yeah. anyone. Um, yeah. That he's legitimately intending to try and be the good guy in this situation, yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. hey, actually. I'll reach out with the olive branch and yeah. let's be friends again since mm. our armistice in 1970, whatever
0: it is, that means mm. we're
1: technically still at war and have been mm-hmm. for
0: decades. <laughs> or over 50 years. Yeah. Since yeah. the 50s, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I find I did this... 70-something, uh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. I, but I find
0: this... Uh... Uh, infinitely fascinating what's happening in in um, North Korea, and I I find this story in particular quite interesting. Um, I I'm sort of of the opinion that perhaps it's gotten to the point of maybe someone's gotten through to the little pudgy psychopath, in that his people are starving, they've been cut off. They're getting, they're about to run out of supplies. Every time they run one of their uh, little military um, parades that they do, you know, another thousand people die of starvation because they have to spend the money on that rather than on giving their people food. Um, it's now getting to the point where the 1% are r- like running out of food Like it's it's not and supplies. Like, it's not just the, the people outside of Pyongyang that are starving to death. It's also, you know, the people in the city. Um, Where have you and
1: like, have you heard that from somewhere in particular? Like, I
0: that would be yeah, that would a,
1: be news to me that like even the elite are starting to go without their wine and cheese yeah, type it's, thing.
0: It's starting to get dire, is what I've been hearing through different news sources. Um, I heard something on the BBC and something through the the ABC as well that that they believe and because it's so hard to get information mm. out of the North, right? Yeah. Because they're so secluded, they're that hermit nation. But words, you know there there was a few things that happened right so he you know he has these like military um parades in in the like the square of pyongyang and it's the whole big extravagant sort of display and he brings the missiles out and all the soldiers and everyone's wearing you know like identical matching you know it's whole mm. big, the whole big the whole big show and dance about the military it's a showing off of force and that mm. kind of thing he did one of those uh, just prior to the the beginning of the olympics but it's being called a toned down effort and that, um, you know, people, there was, there was a line of thought that was saying that he was doing it as a, I guess a token show that, Oh, it's not as an aggressive sort of show of power, but it's still a show of power. There's some that are saying that they're running out of money and resources so much that he couldn't do one as extravagant as what he normally did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the sanctions are quite dire. Like, I think, it's, I think things are becoming quite dire in the North. And um, I find it interesting that he's, he's made the first move because I would have never, ever have expected this. Like, ever. Nope. Like, I would have never seen this coming. And you're right to be sceptical about it because the, you're, he's done, like you said, he's done nothing to warrant any kind of trust and the US aren't having a bar of it um Mike Pence and uh and Kim Yo Jong um were at the opening ceremony together they were in the same room they were literally meters from each other Kim Yo Jong sorry um i think i said her name right uh were meters and just ignored each other it's Mike her Pence sister. said some uh, his sister sorry, sorry. His, his sister, sister yeah. yeah um he uh, they were you know in the vicinity of each other, but completely avoided each other. Um, Mike Pence has come out and said that, you know... Oh, he basically said, that, oh, you know, if they want to talk, we'll talk, but it'll be on their terms. Um, so, the, I don't think the US are fooled by this. And it has been called, like I said off the top, a charm offensive mm. that, you know, they're trying to... You know, it's a, pro, it's a propaganda... They're big on their propaganda, so it's a big propaganda thing. It's a show of, you know, Kim's a good guy, he's the good guy. And they've got the this... Crazy, like cheer. Have you heard about the cheerleaders, the, the North Korean cheerleaders that came down for the Olympics? <laughs> this yeah. big band of like the um this the most beautiful North Koreans on the, in the country that are basically forced to be cheerleaders and um and this that and the other. So, uh, I, I find I find it interesting. I it, it's kind of like I mean, in the climate that we're in at the moment, um, it's it's it, it's nice. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. this gave me like a good feeling of like a oh, good. It's not like you know because you know we, this is surprise. So we talked before about mass shootings and you know these aren't these are becoming unsurprising mm. that these are happening. This was surprising to me mm. that he's just like let's Al- talk almost let's a pleasant a surprise. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, I didn't see mm. that coming. Like that's that's kind of cool. Um, you know the the whole thing with the. You know the hockey teams being made to sort of combine to, you know, do their thing, and because um... they're uh, they're not under a North or South Korean flag either,
1: are they? They're, yeah, they're flag, they're, they're under some yeah. kind of Korean flag, and and that is distinctly different to the Russian athletes who are under a generic Olympic banner from an mm. f- olympic athlete from russia or some shit like that it is they're not actually russian because of the whole doping scandal yeah yeah it's 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 different again mm. to that situation which is mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah. um int- it's intriguing i yeah i think that yeah it's I, I would like to know i guess like the ball is is firmly now in the u.s's court of Okay, what's you know the olive branch? The olive branch has been extended from north to south. They are, you know, the president has accepted um, Kim Jong Un's invitation. They will meet in future to discuss, like whatever it is they need to discuss about, you know, perhaps becoming you know a peaceful. you know for decades these two countries have hated each other and have been secluded from each other so um you know it's nice that this is becoming a thing like it's kind of like it it sort of made me feel like maybe one day you know palestine and israel will will have a similar sort of let's let's chat this shit out kind of thing like not quite as dire as is that situation is not quite as extreme i don't think but in a similar vein mm. have these been you know for decades these these nations have been warring and if
1: if so i think in both situations
0: at least the climate that we're in at the moment
1: we're gonna see a far decreased american influence yeah and b- because fucking i uh, i heard something reasonably interesting um it was on um, Up First as an NPR news show that I listen to every morning. Uh, and a quote that came out of the White House uh, was was something to the effect that they can't even tell the same lie at the same time. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 I'll, I'll try and find it and share it, but um, yeah, that they aren't able to orchestrate the same message of, of positivity and they're equally not able to to say the same lies and and share the same message whether it's in the good mm. or the bad they can't sort their fucking shit out at home let alone <laughs> sort this shit out in north korea or anywhere yeah. else in the world so i yep. i like power to north and south korea to sort that out by themselves as opposed to yep. having big brother as a requirement to, yep. to hang over and yep. i you you don't know until you get that hindsight whether the american influence helps or hinders and yeah. and w- we're not going to know for a number of years but it would be interesting in 10 20 years time if the korea's come together to be yeah, Korea unite again as just Korea. Unite, yeah. a, unite as Korea or at least North Korea becomes uh, considerably less hostile but for the fact that they reached out and started talking directly to South Korea and America mm. because it couldn't sort its own shit out had nothing to mm. do with it
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't see Yeah. <laughs> I don't and I don't see the US not being involved in some capacity just because of that you know that they yeah. are that and then like they are involved they're involved with everything and, and they have been very much so with this and Mike Pence has even come out and said um, you know you know we're not going to be easing off the sanctions we're going to tighten the grip we're going to put the pressure on and we're going to force them into submission which is what they're doing um, you know which is infinitely sad. That, mm. you know, this is having to be done to a nation that's so stubborn and, and it seems like, you know, maybe they've, stubborn, they've gotten to the point where someone's gotten in his ear. And like I said earlier that like, he's like, okay, we need to do something. Cause our people are fucking starving to death and soon we're going to start starving to death. And that's obviously not a good thing. Um, and um, like the, but the U S are, are not like taking their foot off. Like they don't want, I don't think they want there to be Peace in korea i think they just want to stamp out the um the th- i guess the threat mm. and and they're not going to change and nothing they, they've been very clear in that nothing is changing until uh north korea is completely denuclearized and um and you know it's sad that that's that's a thing but it's also like well you poke the bear like you shouldn't have like why are you, why are you fucking around with fucking nuclear weapons like why mm. like what is like this is i mean it's a fucking it's another thing it
1: it it plays (laughs) into their narrative as well though doesn't it that Mm. uncle sam is out to get them blah 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 Mm. blah blah. and you like the they talk about the the north korean people sort of generally being Mm -hmm. sort of underneath this wash of propaganda and not actually maybe not seeing the other perspective. I I don't want to Mm -hmm. say not seeing the truth um, Mm. because that's sort of objective as well. But um, Mm. yeah, of not seeing the other perspective. Um, Are they at a point where Kim Jong-un doesn't see the other perspective? Because Mm. undoubtedly um, Kim Il-sung... Is that him? Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 granddaddy? Because um, uh, it was Kim, Kim. I think it was Kim Il. Kim Jong Il was the
0: dad. Yeah, but yeah, then Kim Il Sung. granddad, I think, Kim yeah, granddad familiar, I think yeah.
1: was Kim Il Sung. Like he he yeah. he must have known both sides. And then mm-hmm. Kim Jong Il has an abstraction of the other side of the story. And mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un has he grown up with the propaganda? and believing exclusively their propaganda mm. and is, is 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 that what he knows and what he believes and is working on or is he in in a generation y millennial style thing <laughs> sort of
0: kicking back on what his dad was up to and saying hey wait a minute i i fully imagine him to be exactly how they portray him in the interview That is a hundred percent how I think he's just this like big kid with a magnifying glass. Yep. 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 Probably true. Probably true. Uh, but I'd go to North Korea
1: if I could, would you, you would, like, would I No if I think I, 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 I would, I would walk around with my arms folded and my hands firmly underneath my armpits. Um, but I, I would be incredibly intrigued by the ability to go and do their sort of tourist run because they do that like you can you can get on a bus and they'll show you all of the beautiful shop corners and plastic fruit and uh, fat children having a great time and i just just to to see that
0: would be immensely intriguing Mm -hmm. tom do you know what i said to that i'd say that shit fair enough let's move on Newly elected Prime Minister of New Zealand Jacinda Ardern has announced she's pregnant. PM Ardern and her partner Clark Gayford announced they would be expecting their first child in June. After being told initially that they would need help to conceive a child, it came as a welcome surprise to the couple when they found out on the 13th of October, 13 days before she was elected PM of New Zealand, they would be expecting their first child. Good news, yes? WRONG! AM panellist Mark Richardson said before she even announced that she was pregnant that New Zealand had a right to know if she was planning to have a child. National MP Judith Collins said Ardern is making it all about her. I think she talks a lot about herself and her feelings. I think what she should be doing is focusing on the people. Said Collins. She went on to say, when talking about being a mother against being the Prime Minister, this is not the role she asked New Zealanders to support her for. She asked them to make her, keep her as Prime Minister of New Zealand, and that's the role I would hold her account for. How dare this woman have a child and have feelings. Right, Tom? Oh, it's how dare her? How, how dare her, indeed. It's...
1: <laughs> no, I, I I brought this up to you because... I genuinely think it's a fantastic story. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. It, uh, like, I agree. <laughs> I, and I, no, I'm, I'm sure you do as well. But oh, it's, I, I, it, I don't even have an angle on this. Um, I don't strongly support either of the mm-hmm. the national or labour parties. That
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do only want to cover on this briefly because uh, it is. I find it. I find it funny that people are making this a thing that this is like people are like latching. And I guess that's politics, right? Yeah, it's politics. People latching onto this and they're, you know, it's a fucking, oh, how's she going to run the country when she's breastfeeding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and- it's like, give me a fucking break. Yeah.
1: Um, it's like the the, the 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 thing that kind of could be her undoing, and I'm sure that some of the more conservative people want it to be, is that mm. the, the, the Labour Party are the liberal ones. They are the ones that mm. want... Um, like but potentially even i don't pay enough attention but potentially even like equal male and female paternity maternity leave Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and those sorts of
0: things and get heaps of time off to have your baby blah 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 um i read something funny that there was a law that it's going to be passed. means she misses out on the extra paid maternity leave. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, like I, I think I, I don't think she gets what, whatever policy they're trying to implement. Um, mm. but it's, it's kind of a fun social experiment that, yeah. um, it, in a, in a cruel kind of way that, she is the prime minister. She is the one, uh, to an extent, sort of setting and driving these agendas that women need more or, in the mm. opposite, would need less um, mm. paid, paid time off to have babies. And it's like, well, she's going to be in the perf- perfect position to tell you whether it's enough or not, isn't she? And I don't anticipate her coming back being like, holy shit. Oh fucking eight! Eight weeks wasn't quite enough, or whatever maternity mm. leave is. Six weeks. We, we should we should yep. extend that to twelve, or we should extend <laughs> that to like six months, or so, or something like that. I don't
0: anticipate mm. she will, but yeah, I, I I think it's great. Like yeah, absolutely. I, first, I think first prime first prime minister or first uh, leader in the world to. I, I think there was a Pakistani. Uh, leader who gave birth in office but i think she's she's definitely the first prime minister of new zealand mm-hmm. to do yeah. it yeah
1: so so i i was around about the time she announced it um i was doing a little bit of research and found an article that claimed to uh to sort of chronicle um previous world leaders that were were pregnant while in office um mm-hmm. and it, it sort of said jacinda ardern has Recently announced her pregnancy. Um, previously, um, the Prime Minister of uh, Pakistan um, yeah, she Pakistan she had her second child in her first term as Prime Minister, mm. and a third child in her second term as Prime Minister. Um, mm. And then it decided that uh, it it would note queen elizabeth uh, for having two children during her time as monarch and the next most notable uh, per, like female in power to give give birth was a queen victoria who had nine <laughs> children or or whatever it was while in power and it was like mm, yeah, yeah, that a that's a fucking short list of people who have actually done this, and yeah. B, you're really clutching at straws to go. Yeah, exactly, to, it's to, like to, oh yeah, to, Queen Elizabeth oh, and Queen oh, Victoria. remember Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria in their like all but ceremonial roles yeah, as yeah, yeah. Uh, as, yeah, they were, as uh, ruler of the, yeah, they were the f- Commonwealth and for for Elizabeth obviously, and and the, the United Kingdom and mm-hmm. whatever the fuck else Victoria had. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. historically exactly, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I'm I'm sure there are like senators or um or oh, whatever sure. that, that have that have done it and not been in that similar sort of spotlight, but to be yep. in to be in top job, um, mm. yeah, is is pretty yeah. fantastic. And as yeah. as you touched on, Mark Richardson, uh, it it was ju- during campaigning he was like, mm. the New Zealand people have the right to know, are you going to have a child, like, do you plan to have a child, and a and, and it's like. Mm, you can't actually... So what you're essentially doing, you're kind of in a bit of a job interview situation where, <laughs> where she's campaigning to be prime minister mm. and you're talking mm. about that on air. And mm. you're asking whether her like personal life choices should affect her capacity to do this job. And yeah. I'm relatively positive that that's not legal. And yeah, not, yeah. not that he was illegal in saying that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the equivalent yeah. of, oh, I am... I am person X trying mm. to take a, mm. a, a sales role at Coke or a product role yeah. somewhere else yeah. or, or do doing whatever to, to be like, mm, well, you are a lady and you are sort of in your mid thirties or early thirties. I haven't mm. fuck your old cheers. And do you think you'll be having a baby anytime soon? And yeah. should that affect our, I, I mean, that wouldn't affect our decision, but please do answer the question.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that, uh, you know, she was uh, like she she became pregnant, yeah. obviously, but was already pregnant before she accepted the job. And I had someone make the argument to me that, oh well, she shouldn't have accepted the job if she knew that she was going to be leaving on maternity leave. And I just thought, are you, are you a fucking yeah. idiot? <laughs> Wait a minute, do you want me to
1: tattoo cunt on your
0: forehead? <laughs> I, I just, I find the whole, that that whole argument And there was this, I read a similar article about Jacinta Ardern With a similar thing, it was like, oh Well, she found out she was pregnant before she became Prime Minister um, She had enough time to, you know, to pull out of the race You know, she found out two weeks beforehand Yeah, but Clark didn't She shouldn't have taken the job well, like... <laughs> Clark, oh, good old Clark um, uh yeah, you've thrown me off. Uh, you know th- that that is just the most ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like what someone's going to jeopardize their career because they're having a child? Like, it's, I think I find it completely unfair that that women are not only are they um, already hindered in in a professional sense mm. because generally in in corporate world, in politics, and that it's a male do- in most workplaces, it's a male dominated you know, environment. And it's hard enough for them to work into senior management positions without having people to... Like my partner, Sal, deals with it on a, you know, on a regular enough basis where people, you know, are like, oh, that stereotype of like, oh, you know, why we shouldn't put the women in charge because eventually they're going to get pregnant and then they're going to, you know, go off and have babies. And then it's just... It's just it's just such a like I can't even fathom a like a response to it mm. where, I'm, where it doesn't make my head hurt it's like yeah. hey, you you must be an idiot yeah <laughs> like you must, must be, be.
1: I, I um at my uh my work at the moment um uh sort of chief marketing officer I, I I think her title technically is um she recently adopted. a a child um the end the end of last year um really young relatively fresh kind of baby um and she she brings him into the office and it's it's actually fantastic like you you would you would think that having this sort of i don't think you would think but some people would think having this like four month old baby Mm. just fucking around in the office like (laughs) it's hanging out in a in a in a stroller basically all day or being bounced on somebody's knee would think that hinders somebody's capacity to do work or um or their their capacity to be present or anything like that Mm -hmm. but like i i admire her for um for what she's doing and and, well partly in having a fourth child that is adopted um and partly in and bringing it to work and, and proving that it not maybe not that it's easy, but certainly that it is possible to keep keep doing that, and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that out of old uh, old Jacinda, um, old Cindy. Yeah, old Gen- J- I don't know what we what um, we should call her. I'm I'm used to we had we had Auntie Helen and then uh, <laughs> then Uncle John as Helen Clark and John Key as our previous prime yeah. ministers. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a bit young for that, so I don't I don't know what we're hmm. we're
0: generally calling her. She's like a arty, Yeah. But she hasn't. She not This is the one criticism I'll level at her. She's not a very good name for like nicknames. <laughs> like Artie, You can't call her Artie and like Jacindy, or like maybe like you can't call her really Jackie because it's not like Jas It's not like ja, it's, yeah. So she needs to sort that shit out before she, before she does. Like that should be like number one on her uh, on her. No, number list. one arrange uh, tabloid nickname. Number two have child. Yeah, there you go. Spot on. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to say much more about that. I, no. I just wanted to touch on it briefly because I, I, like you said, I think it's a cool story. Um, and uh, anyone, if it, it, like I, I'm very much, and I, I'm going to say this now, I've, and I've been very clear about this in, in earlier episodes, that if you have a um, an opinion... Or a differing view to to us on the show. I the the email is open. Our Twitter is open. You know, hello at 8bit.net is the email. Send us an email. I'd love to have you on the show if you're podcast capable, um, unless you're a Nazi. Uh, and but on this specific topic, just keep it to yourself if you think that this is an issue. Um, but if but to touch on that, to, you we know, obviously we had a really serious topic off the top. Uh, if you are a gun person and you want to come on and have a open and honest conversation with us about why you think the guns are a thing that you should have the the, the door is always open and it is what it is we're yeah. like i'll never not accept anyone's opinion unless you're a nazi uh that you know i'm not gonna uh, yeah the door is always open i guess is what i'm is what i'm getting at mm. so yeah well Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8bit.net. And you can follow us on Twitter. Thomas is at tomdabom 89 That's T-O-M-B-D-A. Well. T O M D A B O M 8 9. I am at Cruzy underscore mate and 8 bit is at we are 8 bit on all of the socials. And if you've enjoyed this show, please head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, it does help get the word out on us, it helps push us up the charts, um, it helps us be discoverable when people are searching for news shows and that kind of thing. And, uh, and now to steal a segment from our very own hungry gamers and putting in work, Tom. It's time for the iTunes review of the week. So each Sweet. week we will we will read out a review from one of our loyal listeners. Uh, and our first review comes from Dane Pevy. I hope I said your name right, Dane. I'm really sorry if How I did didn't spell it. And he's P E V Y.
1: Pevy. Peavy.
0: Yeah
1: peavy. it might be P V you
0: would think there was two E's for Peeve. Yeah. Yeah. Or an A. If a P E A. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go with Pevy. I'm going to I'm gonna say uh, Dane Pevy. He says, Dane, write in hello at 8bit.net. Uh, I know you follow me on Twitter as well, Dane, so he, you can tweet at me and let me know if I said your name right. He says, first episode down and I loved it. Subscribed and following. Recommend others do too. Thank you, Dane. Uh, it is very much appreciated. Again, guys. If you yep round of applause for Dave. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, like I said, a review and a sub would mean the world to us. Um, if you can't do that, or if you refuse to use Apple products like Nick, uh, just tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell your co-workers. Tell your local barista about your at your local coffee shop about us. Any uh, any it'll, it it all helps. It all helps. And if you have any questions for myself or my co-host, you can email us at hello at eightbit.net. That email again. And uh, next week I will be joined. I will be joined. <laughs> words I will be joined by our very own Jono Peck and a special guest from 96.3 Geelong Breakfast Radio host DJ Payne will be joining Jono and myself for a very special episode a, that sounds
1: like a cracker I'm looking forward to that I have no idea who oh, yeah. DJ Payne is but I'm looking forward to he, finding out
0: apparently his takes are hotter than NATO's so I look forward to uh, I look hotter forward to than that.
1: the sun
0: Uh, Tom it has been an absolute pleasure having you here the pleasure is all mine until next time friends it is what it is bye